0: Good Friday, April 15, 2022 The Stations of the Cross by Father Romanus Cesario The Way of the Cross is not only a great testimony to an inner depth and maturity, but is in fact a school for interiority and consolation. It is also a school for the examination of conscience, for conversion, for inner transformation and compassion, not as sentimentality as a mere feeling but as a disturbing experience that knocks on the door of my heart, that obliges me to know myself and to become a better person, Pope Benedict XVI. Each station begins with the following verse in response. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you've redeemed the world. The first station, Jesus is condemned to death, the virtue of faith. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you've redeemed the world. The stations of the cross trace a journey of faith They allow us to see the passion through the eyes of Jesus who enjoyed in his human knowledge the fullness and understanding of the eternal plans he had come to reveal. The historical fact that God allowed a man to condemn Jesus to death baffles human comprehension. Only the gift of the divine faith reveals to us what it means for the drama of the world's salvation to commence with the betrayal and the condemnation. Out of love for the Father and for us, the King of Glory freely submits to human powers, and thereby destroys what is noxious in them. Heavenly Father, your Son, embrace the sentence of death out of love for you and for me. Increase in me the virtue of divine faith, so that I may embrace the eternal plans of your saving providence, and receive the consolation of your abundant mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The second station, Jesus takes up his cross, the virtue of understanding. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. An instrument used to execute criminals stands at the center of all Catholic life and practice. From the moment that Jesus takes up his cross, nothing that transpires in the Church of Christ makes sense apart from his cross. The Holy Spirit's gift of understanding helps the Christian believer to see lovingly into the mysteries of the divine faith. Without this special assistance of the Holy Spirit, we would never possess all the riches of the fully assured understanding that flow from the cross of Christ. Priests, consecrated persons, laymen, and laywomen must beg God to understand deeply the cruciform pattern of their vocations for no one achieves a happy life without taking up the cross and following Jesus. Heavenly Father, your Son took up his cross, so fulfilled with your will for the salvation of all. Give me the gift of understanding, so that I may discover each day the place that the cross holds in my life and embrace my share of Christ's suffering with tranquil spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The third station, Jesus Falls for the First Time, the Virtue of Knowledge. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Jesus succumbs to the weight of the cross. The Christian tradition associates the falls of the sinless Christ with the failures that sinful Christians commit daily. The gift of knowledge helps those who follow Christ to feel sorrow for past mistakes. Each person must discover the place that original and personal sin holds in the providential plan for his or her salvation. To stand up again after a fall means to unite oneself with Jesus and so find personal strength in his very person. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Heavenly Father, in your plan for our salvation, you permitted your beloved Son to fall under the weight of his cross. Grant me your Spirit's gift of knowledge, so that I may judge my sins and the sins of the whole world in the light of Christ's redemptive suffering. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The fourth station Jesus meets his Mother, virtue of hope. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Jesus meets his Blessed Mother, the first and closest participant in his Passion. Above every intelligent creature, Mary displays the Catholic Church in her perfection. She then is the Mother of fair hope. The Christian virtue of hope enables us to continue a Godward journey that terminates in supreme blessedness. Just as Jesus meets his mother on the way to Calvary, Mary's maternal meditation enables us to meet Jesus along the way of our lives. Living in union with Mary, we neither fear the aftereffects of sins for which we are sorry nor retreat from the difficulties that we meet in life. Invoking Mary, the mother of the most merciful and virgin all-powerful, we discover a sure refuge from everything that would otherwise threaten to separate us from her Son. Heavenly Father, you decreed that the mother of your son, should share fully in his passion and death, and so become the first and preeminent collaborator in his saving work. Grant me the grace to love Mary and to consecrate myself to her, so that I may remain united fully with her Son, Jesus Christ. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The fifth station, Simon of Cyrene helps Jesus carry his cross, the virtue of fear of the Lord. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. As they led him away, they took hold of a certain Simon, a Cyrenian. A frightened bystander is compelled to help Jesus carry his cross. Simon's initial fear of the Roman soldier's displeasure is transformed by this forced encounter with Christ. With God, nothing is happenstance. Simon and his family, it is held, receive the gift of redemption in which servile fear of punishment gives way to filial fear of offending the God whom they love. The gift of fear of the Lord turns hesitant followers into confident sons and daughters. Fear of punishment gives way to awe in the presence of the gift. Heavenly Father, you sent Simon of Serene to lighten the human burden of your son. Grant me the gift of fear of the Lord so that my life may witness transparently to the inexhaustibility of your divine goodness, which in Christ becomes my hoped-for possession. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The Sixth Station, Jesus Meets Veronica, the Virtue of Charity We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Love makes the beloved resemble the lover. A wearied and bloody-faced Jesus finds refreshment in the ministrations of a young woman whom we have come to honor as Veronica, the true image. Christ leaves his resemblance on the veil of Veronica in order to instruct us about the transformative power that divine love works in our lives. In the incarnation, the human body of Christ becomes an instrument of his divinity, so that now all who meet the Savior come to resemble him. Because God is love, charity remains the greatest of virtues. Like Veronica, we should repeatedly seek out occasions to experience the transformation that the love of God accomplishes. Why? Love never fails. Heavenly Father, you ordain that every creature should share in your love, and for men and angels you raise this sharing of the level to divine friendship. Renew in our hearts a deep appreciation for the mystery of your Son's incarnation so that each day, through charity, we may grow more and more in his image. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The seventh station, Jesus Falls for a Second Time, the Virtue of Wisdom. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you redeemed the world. The Church commemorates more than one fall of Jesus. Christ stumbles because human weakness that is completely in keeping with his divine dignity. Our falls, however, exhibit those sinful disorders that remain even in the baptized. The saints refer to the penalties of the present life. No one except the seat of wisdom, the Immaculate Mother of God, escapes them. So we need to learn how to get up again with Jesus and find renewed life in him. The gift of wisdom empowers us to evaluate everything in the world according to the folly of the cross and so discover true spiritual peace and joy. For the foolishness of God is wiser than the human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Heavenly Father, you have taught us to love the wood of the cross and to embrace the wisdom of Christ crucified. Grant me the crowning gift of wisdom, that, eschewing every stumbling block and despising all human folly, I may experience in my life true spiritual peace found only in the name of Jesus, your Son, and our crucified Lord. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The Eighth Station Jesus Comforts the Women of Jerusalem The Virtue of Prudence We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep instead for yourselves and for your children. For if these things are done when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? The virtue of prudence shapes the way we think about everyday life. The prudent person makes choices that reflect God's knowledge of creation. Human freedom without divine truth is like a fleet of blind racehorses that moves swiftly but misses the goal. Jesus consoles the women of Jerusalem with a warning we need to refresh our minds by following closely the divine truths proclaimed by the Church of Christ. Heavenly Father, your Son confided in this Church the promise of divine wisdom, which today flows from the magisterium of the Church's pastors. Grant me the virtue of prudence so that, following the successor of Peter, I may joyfully and easily order my life according to the mind of Christ. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The ninth station, Jesus Falls a Third Time, the Virtue of Counsel. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Jesus falls a third time under the weight of his cross. On the way to the summit of Calvary, Jesus teaches us that God is patient with sinners. The gift of counsel enables us to surpass our ordinary ways of thinking. Repeated failures easily discourage people. It requires a divine outlook on things to go the extra mile with ourselves and with others. The Lord says if he wrongs you seven times in one day and returns you seven times saying, I am sorry, you should forgive him. God continually meets us where we are. We then rise in Jesus to follow the divine plan for our salvation. Heavenly Father, thank you for the superabundance of your mercy that is bestowed in Christ upon us poor sinners. Grant me the gift of counsel to follow unwaveringly the plan of your providence for my everyday life, and when I fail, direct my steps to sweet Jesus, that I may rise again. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The Tenth Station. Jesus is stripped of his garments. The Virtue of Justice We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. The clothes of Jesus are those of a poor man. The soldiers confiscate them as booty to fulfill what is written in the Psalms. They divide my garments among them, for my clothing they cast lots. The virtue of justice strengthens the human will to give others what is theirs due. Sin removes from God the honor owed him, whereas Christ's death on the cross fulfills all righteousness. Because of Christ's sacrifice, the baptized person is clothed anew in the garments of salvation. Stand, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Heavenly Father, the death of your only and beloved Son fulfilled all justice. Grant me a love of true righteousness, so that I may always hunger and thirst after the justice of your kingdom. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The eleventh station, Jesus is nailed to the cross, the gift of piety. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross we've redeemed the world. The pierced hands and feet of the Savior are the scarred signs that we proclaim our salvation. The saints are drawn to embrace and to kiss these wounds so much through they grasp what it means for Jesus to suffer and die for us. The gift of piety gives us reverential view of the world. The Holy Spirit disposes us to see everything as God's possession and every person as God's son or daughter. Nailed to the cross, Jesus becomes the supremely just and reverent man. His death restores to the Father the people who have been lost by Adam's sin. He ascended on high and took prisoners captive. He gave gifts to men. Heavenly Father, you allowed your only Son to mount the wood of the cross for our salvation. Grant me that the gift of piety so that I may always embrace every human being as your child and show proper reverence to them and to those that serve their eternal salvation. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The 12th station Jesus dies on the cross, the virtue of fortitude. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. On the cross, Christ remains the supremely brave man. He is the king of martyrs. The church reminds us that by undergoing his passion and death, Christ gives a new meaning to the virtue of patience. Christians are asked to sustain the burdens of sin that remain in the world. Whereas those who know not the crucified one find nothing to commend in sufferings, the one who learns the lesson of Christ's cross discovers the victory that belongs to those who wait upon the Lord. The virtue of fortitude strengthens us against succumbing to the blackmail of evil and sin in the world and in ourselves. Heavenly Father, the death of our Lord Jesus Christ upon the cross opens the sinful mankind a way to salvation. Christ your Son became obedient unto death So much he did love us. Grant me the grace to sustain whatever burdens this life on earth imposes so that nothing will separate me from the love that never ends. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The thirteenth station, Jesus, is taken down from the cross, the gift of fortitude. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you've redeemed the world. Nothing can destroy the work of God. The dead body of Jesus is still a sacred body. The work of salvation continues. As we profess in the creed, he descended into hell. A new vision of fortitude comes to birth in the world. The courage of the Christian martyr enables them to die rather than deny what is held by the Catholic and divine faith. Martyrs, of the yesteryear and of today, exhibit the Holy Spirit's gift of fortitude in the most exquisite form. By their own courageous deaths, they remind us of the true hierarchy of values in life. God is worth a life. Others who do not receive the gift of martyrdom must still imitate the spiritual fortitude of the martyrs. Heavenly Father, your Son's body was laid in the arms of his sorrowing mother to teach us not to dread natural death. Grant me the gift of fortitude, so that I may not shrink from the difficulties that my Christian vocation imposes, and may find comfort at last in the arms of Mother Mary. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The fourteenth station Jesus is laid in the tomb, the virtue of temperance. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. The garden tomb is the place where the disciples of Jesus placed the dead body of Jesus. We enter into the mystery of the tritium, the three days when Christ's body remains buried in the earth. The silence of these days prepares us for a life of Christian recollection, the virtue of temperance governs the right use of those good things that are required to sustain human nature. Christian temperance ensures that our pleasures remain proportionate to the good they accompany. The mysteries of Christ's life, death, and resurrection appear more brightly to the one who is not unduly distracted even by the necessities of life. Heavenly Father, the burial of Christ, transforms every earthy sepulcher into a place of waiting and expectation. Grant me the grace to prepare for a happy death so that, having been buried once with Christ in baptism, I may expect to receive from you the gift of everlasting life. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Concluding Prayer Christ, when you shall call me hence, be your mother my defense be your cross my victory. While my body here decays, may my soul your goodness praise, safe in heaven eternally. Jesus and Mary, I love you. Save souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.